Welcome to the Rose and Dagger podcast. Welcome. I'm Lauren, Kings of Everything. I am Nick, Lewin has AF, and Yes is a World on AO3. I love how both of our voices get different when we're introducing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're so professional. <laughs> dun, 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 professional time. Um, okay. I realized you you didn't do the theme song. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I forgot long. what it was. It was like, oh, now I've all got like that porn. Like, I think you just made it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perhaps we should look into like real music. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, I could learn how to play an instrument. <laughs> uh, my kid just brought home his recorder, so we could do that. It's <laughs> a recorder. Um, right, here we go. Okay, so this uh, this is episode six, um, and we are going to talk about plot today. What is plot? <laughs> what is plot? What a great question. Nobody knows. Oh my gosh, I feel like plot is so easy and so hard at the same time yes um because well, sorry, I, like well i was gonna say again i know i make you say this every time but you should say what your where your uh, uh, your qualifications my qualifications um i have a mfa in creative writing um technically in fiction um and so we've talked about some of this stuff in those classes. <laughs> uh, so you have a degree in this. Yes. And um, and then I have a degree in math. Yes. And neither one of us know what plot is. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> we do know we're lying. Yeah. Um, and like, I guess we should probably say we're not like experts or like the be all in right. all of, of, Exactly. Of sort of information. This is um, what plot means to us. Yeah. And we, if you guys, if anybody listening has like good resources and wants to send them to us, that would be great because I would love to um, learn more about plotting. Um, and we'll get into why I struggle with plot later, I think, in this yeah. podcast. And but. I think we'll probably come back around to plot when we do writing tools as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, what I was saying this morning um, when I was walking Rufus about plot was that I think that, um, like you were saying about how it, it's easy and hard, is that um, what people think it means isn't necessarily what it means. Like, I think a lot of people think plot and they think, like, that's the entire, like, story from beginning to end when it's really just what happens like um what we're we were talking about harry potter as an example and like the plot of harry potter is a young orphan boy finds out he's a wizard and goes on to save the world yes that's like one <laughs> sentence and that's yeah. the whole seven book series in one sentence so that's the plot of harry potter and then each book has its own like separate plot that but it's yeah. still you know the same thing right. um, I think what people think of when they're like oh I have to plot my my fic is not like if you already know that you want to write um like enemies uh to lovers who are co-workers and are forced to work together under whatever circumstances yes <laughs> that's 
basically. Yes. Um, so yeah. don't be afraid of plot. Like, I yeah. Um, and then I think, because I think sometimes like outlining and plotting gets, um, I mean, obviously they're similar and I think that you sort of need to know a plot to outline. Um, yeah. but I think outline is just like a, like a really detailed, um, like every single, not every single scene. I mean, outlining can be different to different people, but, um, it sort of just like goes, it breaks it down into more detail. Yeah. yeah. And then basically that is, um, what happens in your story. Yes. So in looking this up, um, yeah, cause we researched, we read yeah, stuff. I did because I'm, it's, it's weird. It's like a weird, like, you know it, but then you don't really know it. <laughs> I like to look it up just to see, like, to make sure I'm saying things right. Um, but so basically plot is like the cause and effect relationship. So one thing actually that I was reading was that, um, like there was an example like everywhere when I was looking it up, which was that like, um, the king dies, like a king dies and then the queen dies is like a story, but a king dies and then a queen dies from grief is plot. Because that's like cause and effect. Yes. So it's like, um, like the next step in like what happens because of what happened previous. Yes. Yes. Um, so basically most things will, they sort of give like a three act structure, which is sort of like a beginning, a middle and an end. Or like a the setup, the buildup, and then the payoff is the other. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, those are basically two ways to say like the exact same thing. Um, and then it's like uh, if you go and you start googling like what is plot, you're gonna come up with like a million different um resources, sort of all say the same thing, and yeah. then um word it differently. Yes. So like you're gonna come up with like where one one website is gonna call it um the beginning an exposition, mm -hmm. uh then uh somebody else is gonna call it like the introduction, um uh it but it's all the same thing. It's right. like you're saying this is who the story is about. Right. This is where the story takes place and you give like just a little bit of information. Yeah, and like set up what's about to come. Yeah, and like this is the world they live in and you sort of just um using Harry Potter as an example again, if the story started with Harry fighting Voldemort, like it, it, it wouldn't make sense because you're not you don't know any of the um you don't know any of the background. You don't know who these characters are. You're not like invested in what's happening. Um, so you sort of just want to give like a baseline, like, um, well, like there's the, the introduction where it's, you see um, his aunt and uncle and cousin and you see how poorly he's treated. And there's yep. like the contrast of like him and Dudley um, and how they care for Dudley and don't care for him. And then you have all of that, and then the um then the inciting incident is him getting his letter. Exactly. 
Um, and that's what changes things. Yeah. So like in a fic, it would be, um, I have notes too. Look at me looking at my notes. <laughs> um, it could be, uh, like if it's exes to lovers, it could be when they meet again. So right. in the beginning, it would be like whoever alone and their life and where they are and whatever. And then they bump into their ex, like right. on the street or, you know, wherever. Um, and so, oh, my notes are that part. So you have like your beginning. And I think a lot of people do, and I have this, this is me. I do this, the, the, all the words from the beginning of Merrill Herald that we cut. Um, yes. Where, uh, but I think, it, and again, we've said, you just write and write and write. Don't worry about it on your first draft because yeah. you can always change it. You can always edit it. You have to not be afraid to cut stuff. Like when people were like, you cut 20 something thousand words. And I'm like, believe me, you didn't want to read them. Yeah. Like they weren't, they were <laughs> like, sorry, <Yeah. laughs> they weren't exciting. Um, so uh, I did cut out a lot of the beginning um, because it was boring and, but it was something that I needed to write to get in the character's heads and to set it up for myself so that I knew what was going to happen next. And so sometimes right. it's okay to do that, but like, then don't be afraid to cut it because you don't want, you know, 5,000 words, 10,000 words where nothing's happening. Right. I was going to say that the setup to, I think an important part of the, you know, if we go back to Harry Potter again, you know, an important part is not that um, there's like a baseline, like him living his life, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets the letter the baseline also still needs to be compelling in some way. Yeah. And so there needs to be conflict. Like, um, you know, like the, uh, the one thing that we talked about, um, I, I know we did learn this in school was that like, if something's going to happen to change their life, then the day that that happens or like whatever, you don't want to see the day before where they just have like their, their like everyday life. That's like whatever thing's happening because right. that's like not interesting. So you want to start it with like the thing that is interesting um, that like changes their day. And then you can like compare that to like how they normally are. But um, I don't know if I'm saying this clearly, like you don't, even if there's uh even during the setup, there needs to be some sort of like conflict, whether they're feeling lonely or they're, um, I don't know, they were thinking about moving there. Some like, there needs to be like something in there in, in the setup that sort of hooks you into caring about the character. Yes. And then uh, back to Harry Potter again, that they go to the, not, I, we're not spoiling this for anyone. I don't think yeah. um, they go to the zoo and uh, Harry gets to go um, for like the first time ever. Um, and uh, it, and he sets the snake free. So you get to see that there's something unusual about him before he gets, um, so you're already, already like, Ooh, what's, you know, what's this all about? Yeah. And then, like, in a fic, um, you know, like you said, you wouldn't write, you know, a whole bunch about, like, somebody just going about their day. Even if they're, like, like if you're writing a Larry fic and it's Louie and Harry, even if they're, like, already friends, you're not going to write, like, a really, really long beginning where it's just them being friends and nothing's really happening. Right you have to shorten that part 
and then bring in whatever's going to happen to change their relationship right. or whatever. Um, Me looking at my notes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I do think yeah. what I was saying again, like what I was saying this morning um, was, uh, was that it's intimidating, especially if you've not written before to be told, well, you have to plot your story. Um, hearing that it's, it, it can be kind of scary, especially when, you know, if you're not trained in, in like, if that's not what you went to school for, or you haven't written a lot. Um, and I, that's when people get like really overwhelmed. Right. Um, and also not all stories are going to fit into the, like the things that when you, when you start Googling, which I'm sure people will do, and also we'll have links and stuff, but like the 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 story arc thing, um, you're not going to be able to like pigeonhole all of the parts of of every story into like just three acts or uh, some stories are just longer and have more going on. Um, but like the one that I felt like was easiest for me to understand was the uh just the simple diagram where there's like the you see my picture yes it looks like um there's like a uh it's flat and then it goes up like a sharp angle going up and then it comes down and then the line uh is not um, like equal it's to the flat, but it's higher up than the yes. beginning one. So you have yeah. like step one is the beginning, the exposition, where you introduce the character and setting, and that's the flat part, which means nothing's really happening. Mm-hmm. Then you have the rising action, which is the where the line angles up. And so like in longer fix, like you would have more than one thing happening. Um, you could have it. I think that it is misleading to look at it visually like that, to think that it rising act means that everything has to be like leading towards positive thing. Like you right. can have um, like bad stuff happens or, you know, they are, they're setbacks and things. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, within that part. So it's not all like upward moving. It's moving the story along. Not necessarily that the story is just like positive. Right. Then you have the climax, which again, I struggle with that. Um, literally could not tell you what the climax is <laughs> in any of my picks. Like, what do you mean? It's when they orgasm. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I guess with Merrill Harold, would it be um, when he, uh, would it be when he's uh, divorced? See, I don't even know. I think I have no um... No, I would say it's when he realizes that he's in love with Louis. Okay. Yeah. That's better anyway. I like that. Okay. Cause yeah. yes, my other notes say that, that the most, ex- the climax is the most exciting part, but also that's when you learn what the outcome is going to be. Yes. Like, not that, you know, I mean, of course it's, it's yeah. thick and it's me. So it's a positive, you know, it's a, it's a happy ending, but you, okay. Now they're going to get their stuff together or whatever right. they're going to get yeah. it together yeah um, and then you still have uh falling action which again if you're looking at the diagram and you take everything literally like i tend to do with graphs mean something to me <laughs> i think they don't like mean to everybody else 
Yeah. And so you see that that downward slope and it doesn't mean that it's that nothing is happening or that it's negative. It's just it's more action, but getting you to a different status quo. Yes, exactly. So like the the main character starts off in like a lower point. A bunch of stuff happens. Something really, really awesome, important happens usually. And then you still have some more stuff happening. And then in the end, you have your happy ending where their regular everyday life is just regular everyday life, but better. Yes. Okay. Exactly. My problem with a lot of the diagrams is the um, the rising action and the falling action parts um, are sometimes um, look like they're equal length. Oh, yeah. Um, which in my fix is never, that's not the case. My rising action is like 80% of the fic. Yeah. And then my falling action is just like a little like, and now everything is good. <laughs> like, you know, sort of just like wrapping things up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so that that visually too always like throws me off um, looking at those graphs. Yeah. So sometimes the visual representations aren't exactly the best thing to look at especially if you are a visual learner mm -hmm. you might misinterpret that yeah um and because that yeah that's the same thing and i think a lot of people when they're reading a fic like um you uh oh again i'm just going to keep bringing up merrill Harold, but um i got a lot of um questions when i was writing it about like how much of it was going to be um louie and harry together well, right. like, you know, are they just going to get together and then you're going to end the fic or, um, I mean, obviously not, but, mm -hmm. uh, I think that people think that they want a longer, um, falling action part of the story, I guess. Right. Um, or a longer resolution part because they like the feeling that they get when they do get together. Right. But if nothing's happening... Nothing's happening. Yeah, because what generally, um, and I will say I'm I'm gonna throw an opinion out here that's obviously my opinion, and I don't want anyone to feel like the writing is like less than or whatever, because that's not the case. Everyone likes different stuff. Um, but for me personally, like um, like fluffy domestic fix where it's just like fluffy domestic happiness and like nothing um really happens like isn't uh, very compelling to me personally. Um, and I think that's what sort of could happen with the falling action. If you're just making it like really long scenes of them being like fluffy and happy and everything's great. Um, it is good. You want to see a little bit of that for like the payoff. Like, you know, they get, they went through all of this and you, and you want to see your characters, um, you know, if it's a happy story, you want to see them happy at the end. Um, but at that point, sort of like all the all the things are being tied up, you know, all the loose ends are being cleaned up. So there's not um, new conflict coming up to make you want to continue reading longer. Yes. You know, you're reading to like see how everything gets wrapped up. And once everything's wrapped up, once they're happy, once everything's good, then then what else is compelling you forward if it's just fluff and that's what you like to write and that's what you know that's obviously you can do that but um generally stories sort of wrap up at that point because 
Nothing's um, all the, yeah, all the compelling stuff's over. So. No, uh, I feel the same way. I mean, like, um, I don't mind uh, stories like that if they're shorter. Yeah. You know, like under 10K, I can read something like that. Um, but yeah, if there's no um, conflict or and nothing's really happening other than they're just like living their lives happily. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, how unrealistic because yes. stuff happens. <laughs> like people have people bicker, they fight over who's going to cook dinner. They like, you know, grown adults will say things like, I don't like asparagus. Um, like they fight over laundry. They, somebody falls and like breaks an ankle and has to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this is probably like a whole other, you know, podcast at this point, but the, um, the, you know, I like, I know, I know a lot of people feel like, um, they like writing when they meet and they get together and, you know, that's where like the meaty conflict is. And then they live happily ever after. And like, I'm so much more, I love writing established relationships and like a problem coming up and them having to like solve the problem once they already like know each other and are in a relationship. Um, That's real life. Yeah. So not saying that. Yeah. So, so it's not that once they're like all stories have to be them meeting. And then once they meet it's happily ever after, and then they have no conflict and it's over. You can absolutely write the stories with the conflict after it's over. But But when the main conflict is them getting together, it almost would feel I mean, you, that would just be a completely different story. That's when you're coming. That's a different story. That's a different yeah. fix. Maybe you can write a part two um, or, you know, a sequel or whatever. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when people ask for uh, sequels, they just want more of that feeling that they get when everything is okay. Right. Um, and uh, that's hard to do. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not real big on that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um so um what else so okay so basically the the well yeah so we did the exposition we talked about that yeah beginning um, character and setting are introduced yep then you have part two which could be oh all so rising out. yeah so um and the other thing about the exposition is when like the protagonist learns their main goal and sort of what's at stake um, you sort of want, I mean, even the protagonist might not know, but, but, um, you know, the reader should sort of know what, what at that point the character, um, cares about. Yes. This might be a good point. This might be a good place actually to say that, um, your characters will inform what the plot is. Yes. That was like my favorite thing in that, that I read yesterday. Yeah. This is from Anne Lamott. Um, so I, I cannot recommend her book bird by bird. I mean, I, I recommend it to everybody who is struggling writing. I love it. I have read it so many times. I tried to find my hard copy last night and I'm devastated that I have no idea where it is on my bookshelf. Um, and I was like, maybe I should just, I just need to buy a new copy, I guess. Um, instead of me trying harder to find it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but anyway, she, there's a ton of great writing tips in here. I got actually a bunch of stuff about plot in here in my notes from her. Um, but um, it's hard for me to go into 
uh, thick not knowing the people that I'm writing about, and they are the ones that um, that drive the story. Yes. Um, what was the... I'm writing my Big Bang, uh, my impreg thick, and I posted that snippet that was really just a scene that was stuck in my head, and I had to get it out. Um, and then I was like, you know, this is what's going to happen next. But then when I went to write it, that is not what happened next because right. that's not where the characters were going. And I think that you can have an idea of where you want the story to go. But when you're writing, if you're really getting to know the characters and they're becoming their own people, basically, they're going to make decisions that you're like, what? Wait a minute. You know, this isn't supposed to happen, but that's what they want. And that's what fits the story. And you have to be willing to let them lead you. Yes. And, and bend your, your outline or whatever to fit them. Yes, exactly. Um, so, so Anne Lamott, she says, I'm going to read like verbatim a few things from her. Um, but so she said that plot is what people will up and do in spite of everything that tells them they shouldn't. Everything that tells them they should sit quietly on the couch and practice their Lamas or call their therapist or eat until the urge to do the thing passes. So basically like somebody, you know, like you don't want to do the thing. You want to sit in your comfy house and or you're, you know, you want to relax. You want your days to be the same. You don't want to go out on a quest and save the world, you know? Right. But you, you know, the character has to go out and do it regardless of what they want to do. Um, so that's, that was the one thing. And then the other thing she says is find out what each character cares most about in the world, because then you will have discovered what's at stake. Find a way to express this discovery in action and then let your people set about finding or holding onto or defending whatever it is. Then you can take them from good to bad and back again, or from bad to good, or from lost to found. But something must be at stake, or you will have no tension, and your readers will not turn the page. So basically, you need to let your characters lead the way. Um, like, I think one of the questions we got was, like, um, I don't know how to plot. I've got an idea. How do I develop it? I often find myself not sitting down and actually writing because I don't have a clear idea of what's supposed to happen in my story and I don't know how to go at it. And I think one thing to think about is not like what is supposed to happen, but if you have a clear idea of who your character is, then the question is, what is your character going to do next? Right. So like if you're writing a Larry Fick and you've got Louie and Harry, it's not going to go anywhere unless you know you know what what is how old is louis what is his job what does he do every day who are his friends what do they do um what do are you writing uh his family does he have family in the story um what is his relationship with his family um stuff like that i know a lot of times thick and especially in, in our fandom, it's people just use the their existing families as their families, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. I do it, too. Um, and I think people are, are really hesitant to change what they see as uh, his relationship to his family right. um, on paper, 
Um, and that's when I would say maybe write a different family. I know it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or, uh, you know, um, take the chance of making his relationship with his family different or, you know, have him have like two brothers and no sisters, um, or something just like make it a little bit different so that that, cause that changes who the person is like their relationship with their family makes them who they are like as they're growing up a right. lot of that, not, yeah. not 100%, but yeah, I was going to say that I think, um, I think that the, you know, what you were saying about the list of you should, you should know this, you should know that, you should know this, you should know that. I think that that, um, I think it depends on the scope of the story as well. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Um, Because if you're writing like, you know, you don't need to know every single part of their entire life if you're writing like a 4K um, meet cute or whatever, you know, Um, you can can know what like as an example we could do we could talk through plotting a 4k meet cute coffee shop au right now <laughs> the panic on my face yeah <laughs> this is the antithesis of everything i write what i don't know how to do this okay. um but we so i think later if we want to but i think I th- we can wing it yeah, but wait, wait, wait. This so, is where so, we're so different because I'm like, we can just do this. It's fine. And you're like, no. No. Um, so, but I think, I think what you need to know, like, like you, for example, you're, you're like, you always think about what jobs they have. That's like very high on your list of things. It is. That's like the first thing you're always like, what's their job? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it does matter. <laughs> but like, like a job to me is not high on the list of like, um, like things I figure out first about them. Um, which, so this is, but, the, the, but, but like that's it's, okay. It's all okay. Yes. Like everybody does all of this differently. Um, there's no like right way to do it. Um, but so if you, you know, I, but I just think you need to have a good sense of who the characters are in whatever way that, that means to you. Right. Yeah. Some people do really well with those character development worksheets and they yeah. can fill out like every single blank. Um, and there's literally like a hundred yeah. something and it's like, what is their recurring nightmare? And I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I, I try and I fail. I, I, every major project I'm like, great, I'm going to get all these sources. Like I'm going to fill out these forms. I'm going to know, you know, I'm going to know everything. And then I, I fail completely. I cannot fill those out. I, that's not the way my brain works. I don't, I don't piece together a person in that way. Um, I don't really know like how else to say it. Um, if those work for you, you should absolutely use them. But don't feel like you have to but use. Don't them. feel like you have to. I yeah. find out who I'm writing about as I'm writing. Yeah. Um, even with Merrill Harold, um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody if anyone hasn't read it. But I mean, obviously, I'm going to anyway. Um, <laughs> so spoilers. Uh, I did not, the baby plot line was not part of my original idea. Right. And neither was Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> and they both ended up being like major parts of the story. Yeah. Um, all I knew when I started was that I wanted, um, I wanted Harry to be in an unhappy marriage that was unhappy in a somewhat sustainable way but not forever. 
Right. Like he could have kept going in his marriage and been unhappy like lots of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted it to be realistic. And then I wanted him to meet Louie and see what things could be like with someone else. Right. Um, and that was basically all I had was that that was what I wanted to happen. And I wanted them to laugh and look at each other. I had seen something about that the eye contact thing when you're laughing. And I was mm-hmm. like, that has, that's like, that was like the root of the fic. And then that yeah, was like yeah. a past, like one line. I think there was like a whole scene where I like that whole scene got cut. Yep. Um, yep. Cause Harry was teaching and Oh Lord have mercy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff I write that gets deleted. I know. Um, but uh, I mean, not deleted, but edited out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, if you're the type of person who knows everything, like there are people like that who know exactly what's going to happen in their story. They know from beginning to end, all they have to do is sit down and write it. They, mm-hmm. they have like it, it in their head or on paper. They know, you know, every single detail about every character and every single detail about every scene that's coming, but not everybody is like that. And it's okay to change your plan as well, your plot. Yeah. Um, because like originally I'd literally was like, okay, Harry is going to have feelings for Louis. I before divorcing. Right. Um, and then I decided that I didn't want that. Yeah. Um, and but it's uh, also, it's not so much. You, I mean, I think you also, you, I wouldn't say you realize that. I think that it, the Harry you were writing wouldn't have. Right. Because he was so um, focused on his marriage and so focused on getting his marriage right that I feel like he really needed to get that sort of out of his system before he could move on. Yes. So it wasn't, I think that had you had, uh, you've been writing a different Harry, then it would have made more sense for him to, you know, start to be interested in Louis beforehand. But as you were writing, you realized that was not the char- that was not the character so you had to change the plot and that's what we're saying about letting yeah. the character lead yeah and and trust them to yeah. take you someplace maybe that you because i did fight that at first i was like no this isn't right and then you know you got to let them trust trust them because they're coming from your brain yeah trust your brain but oh the i was saying um that that was the one thing that that one diagram one thing that made sense to me because like the way that you not necessarily the diagram but the list that goes along with it mm-hmm. um that the rising action um you always see it like laid out as if just like a, a things keep happening to bring the the characters to the climax and then to the end um but uh the the one that I was looking at said that the main character faces a series of conflicts. So like, it's not necessarily like one big main thing that happens. Like um, a bunch of little things can happen or like a couple of big things and a bunch of little things, or it, it doesn't necessarily, depending on how long the fic is too, it doesn't necessarily um, have to be just one big, huge thing. Like writing Impreg Harry, it's not just that he gets pregnant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not the only conflict in the story. Um, and that's where I also struggle trying to take an idea that I already have and fit it into um, like a three act plotting thing. Right. Um, I get overwhelmed with trying to fit 
basically a bunch of stuff into the middle. If you've started or you have an idea of where to start and you know where they're going to end, you know that they are exes and you know they're going to end up together, or Louis is going to walk into this coffee shop and at the end of the fic, he's going to have a boyfriend named Harry. Um, so you know where to, you know where you're starting and you know where your end is. And then, you know, sometimes it's helpful to be like, okay, so I need to get from point A to point B. How do I get there? Like, what stops along the way do I need to make? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so, like, um, with Counterbalance, I did that, where I was like, okay, well, they're um, enemies, and Harry is super secretive about everything in his life, and he's very... Um, he doesn't, he doesn't let anybody in. And then at the end, he and Louis are going to be together and he will have let Louis in. Okay. So how do I get there? <laughs> like, and so I sort of broke down like, okay, well at some point, like, um, he and Louis are going to, you know, start talking. Okay. Well, how does that, you know, where, where do we, how do I get them into a spot where the two of them are talking to each other? Like what makes sense for Harry to get there? And so I sort of broke it down into bigger um sort of bigger chunks yeah and then well, from there like broke those down into smaller chunks you know you're going from enemies or we say enemies just to make it you know yeah, sure yeah. enemies yeah, to yeah. lovers that that's not just like one quick jump you've got right, right. like um enemies to i mean it could be there are right. fics and there are stories where like there that happens, but then also then they have to become friends later after they've already started, you know, right. sleeping together. Yeah. Um, they're not going in one step from like not liking each other at all to being in love and, and having sex. Right. Or so you even can go like, okay, they're enemies and then they have to become friends. So how are we going to get them to be friends? Yeah. You know, so in my, yeah, so in my point that the the prompt was actually that part was, um, you know, Louis bringing his his little siblings to Harry's dance class. Literally, like, like I I it's I love that I can. Uh, I'm sorry, but I have to be <laughs> 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 like some random anon asking like for plot examples or like summary examples, and I was like, here, blah blah blah. I'm so glad I did that because I love that fic like yeah. so much, and you did it like. And you did it so well. I'm oh, so happy. You. I'm so proud. Aww. I'm so proud of you. Um, so uh, like, I was yeah, going to so, try to relate that to one of the asks that we got. So, well, so them, you know, so them, them meeting was like, you know, th that was part of it. Okay. So now, so now Louis has seen Harry in this, um, in this, uh, you know, environment. You know, yeah, like a now, different setting. That, yeah, now you know. he knows that, like, now he's, like, in on the secret. Okay, so then what happens? Well, what happens next is Harry panics. And so they have that conversation. And then, um, you know, from there, it's sort of like, okay, well, then at some point, like, I want, you know, at some point, Louis is going to show up at his house. Okay. So then they get closer because Louis is now, like, invading his space, like, a little bit more. And then... You know, at some point they're going to have a fight. Okay, well, well why are they going to have a fight? Well, they're going to have a fight because Louis wins a race and knocks Harry off. Or, you know, whatever. Like, it, once you can sort of have major uh, plot points, 
major like turning events, then you can, if you can, if you can plot those out, then you can get, okay, how do I get from here? Not all the way to the end, but from here to the next plot point. Yes. And you can sort of work your way in smaller chunks. Um, if you're, if you're big giant, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Well get him um, in the door. Yes. You know? Yeah. So like one of the one ask that we were talking about was, uh, what did you say? I've got an idea. How do I develop it? I find myself not sitting down because I don't have a clear idea of what's supposed to happen. I don't think anybody, well, some people do have a clear idea of what's supposed to happen right away. But like you were saying is you have, you know, what's going to happen in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, you want them to, you know, either you, you, they're strangers and you want them to meet. And then in the end you want them to be together. Well, how did, how do they get point like yeah. does it, it like if they live in different countries how does one of them you know how do they meet how like what brings one of them to another country or um you know if they're in a coffee shop mm-hmm. why uh, are they both in this coffee shop at the same time on the same day but they've never met before right you know um ask yourself why things things happen or how it's going to happen and that's that's how you plot it it's not i'm not real sure how to answer that i don't have a clear i mean i think i think part of it is it's okay not to have a clear idea yes um there's another famous quote that's like um writings like driving you can i'm gonna mess this up writings like driving you can only see driving at night you can only see as far as your headlights go but you can get the whole way there yes as long as you keep going yeah you'll you'll, you're gonna see a little bit at a time yeah and I think that um you know a lot of it is just it's okay if you don't know but you need to sit down and do it um that's like my biggest writing advice for anybody is just like you just write just have to do it yeah you just have to write it you can always fix it you can always change it but if it's just living in your mind and not down on the paper, then you can't do anything can't, with it. Yeah. You can't edit. Yeah. A blank page. Isn't that yeah. another thing? Yeah. Um, so it's okay to, it's okay to, to not know what's going to happen. Um, but you should not think like, Oh, what's going to happen next. You should be like, okay, well your character, you know, put him in a room. Okay. What happens next? You know, how is he reacting to whatever's in the room and go from there? You know, and you can sort of go, you can go the whole way with just a little bit of like, okay, so this happened. And then where is my character going to do next? How do they react to the Yeah, situation? exactly. Um, do you want to talk about the other one, the other ask? Yes. Yes, me too. Um, so the other ask is, my question is, do you have any tips for how to write longer fix? I started out writing short one shots, approximately 5k words, but now that I'm trying to write longer fix 50 to 80k, I can't seem to reach the word count I'm aiming for. Um, And I think one, uh, the biggest thing that's going to help you bulk up your fix is subplots. So there's uh, generally what's like the A plot is like um, what's forcing the most action. Um, And then B plots, C plots, D plots, you know, whatever your subplots are, um, sort of uh, generally help bulk up the story and provide some sort of mirror or some sort of um, something like, again, in counterbalance, um, you know, it's Louis and it's it's Harry's story, but it's Harry and Louis. And then there's a whole subplot of Liam and Zane. 
who are sort of in the same situation where they work for different teams and they, but they know each other in the garage and they have their own differences that they're, they're, they're working towards. Um, and so you can build in other things happening around the character. Um, I was going to say the other thing that would be an easy way to make a fic longer is time. Yes. Not that we're saying you have to write a fic that takes place over like 10 years, but a lot of things can happen in a month. Yeah, I, I I think I think you need to um if you're going from like the difference between writing a 5k fic and writing a 50k fic is not only like what happens plot wise, but like how big your scope of your story is. Like my tennis white story that I wrote recently was literally them like Harry meeting Louis at the tennis courts again and then them like hooking up in the equipment shed. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, it would have been a much different, you know, I could have made that fic 50K if I had put in like, okay, well, so he's a nanny, but I didn't really, that's not really part of the the story. That's sort of just um, a plot device to get them together, right. um, to get Harry to the tennis courts because he's he's got to take his the kids to their tennis lesson. Um, you know, but maybe it's a whole, you know, maybe there would be a whole nanny story involved and we meet the family, we meet the kids, we meet the all of that, but that can't be there just to add words. There and has to be a be, point to it. There has to be a point, yeah. So there's got to be conflict, there's got to be um like how does that you know, maybe he's working for like a homophobic family and so that would add conflict to his like wanting to meet Louie or you know whatever. That's me throwing something out there but you know like i think that there's um you know or you know maybe harry had been hit with a tennis racket when he was a kid and he's like traumatized and so he needs to like love louis despite the fact that he is a, a tennis instructor um you know like you can i think that it um the scope of the story you're trying to tell is really going to determine your 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 number of words that you write yes like merrill Harold has to be that long because you need to see harry getting through his divorce and getting through his um his uh less than perfect relationship coming through on the other side and then opening himself up for a different kind of relationship and and his his personal change the way that he he grows as a person yeah um, and tries to be a better person and a better friend and um yeah so you have like you have your like um okay so when I started writing um clearly I didn't know what I was doing and one of the things that you would say is you have like your internal plot and then your external plot yes and I was like I don't understand you explain yes (laughs) I don't know what that means. So, so yes, I'm a, I'm a really big advocate of the internal plot and the external plot. Um, so the internal plot is sort of what's happening to your character inside, like their own personal struggle. Um, they need to open up more. They need to be brave. They need to take a risk. They need to, um, any number of things right um and then the external plot is like um what other forces are there you know they're 
job there. Um, you know, like, um, again, to go back to count. Yeah. Again, to go back to counterbalance, like, like Harry's internal struggle is that he doesn't let anybody in. Um, he's super secretive. Um, he doesn't, he is, he's concerned about what's going to happen if somebody finds out that he's, you know, a dancer. Um, like all of these are like his internal things. And so you have, so there's an internal arc of him starting off like that and then getting to the end where he's, he's no longer like that and he's open and he's half and he has friends and he has relationships and he's, um, he's not a lone wolf. The external there is, you know, and so that's all that, and that can happen in, in any sort of external plot, right? Like that's a common internal thing that happens. The external plot is the, um, the racing and the, um, you know, the stuff with his dad and his dad putting pressure on him and, you know, he wants to win. He wants to be the best. And the press is talking to him, you know, like all of that is like the external stuff. So there's also like an external arc of like, is he going to win the championship or is he not going to win the championship? Um, I think a lot of people it would, would say internal and external would go, okay, well the internal thing is like him falling in love with Luke. Yeah. And that's part of it, but that's not the whole thing. Right. Because there's no conflict there. Right. Um, and so that's like goes along with him opening himself up yes. and being, you know, a, a, a more, um, a less secretive person and letting people into his life. Right. Um, so you have to look at the story that you want to tell. And if it's like a super short, you know, coffee shop meet cute, then, you know, there's not a huge amount of, internal plot right but there is something yes the internal plot could be like oh i'm so nervous to talk to the cute boy over there and then he's got to work up the courage to do it like that's that is a perfectly fine yes that's internal I, yeah, plot I think, like again going back yeah. to what we we're saying earlier is that people hear the word plot and they like panic yeah because it's um all it means is what's happening right and so like is louis like the busy executive uh stopping at you know this new starbucks because it put his favorite coffee shop out of business mm-hmm. um or uh or what what is you know what's happening why is it you know just that that little bit so don't let like the terminology scare you because right. it does me yeah like outlining scares me yeah so I think to so I think to add words, I think you need to make sure that your story is a big enough story to encapsulate um, enough scenes to get to get you from you know enough re, enough enough steps to get you from point A to point B. You know, um, so you need like to have you enough can of that. Make a coffee shop AU that was 50k. Absolutely. Yeah. It just to have other stuff that happens. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's the owner and it's gonna go under, and he's got a you know, so that could be like a big overarching, you know, external thing. But the internal thing is still like, oh, and this guy over there is really cute and I want to talk to him. <laughs> you know, like you can have both of those things happening, you know, at the same time. Because it's real um, life. Yeah. Who doesn't um, have 100 different things going on at the same time? Exactly. I think it also, um, if you are, if you're used, if you have written before, if you've written a bunch of 5K fix, um, Go back over your fix and see how long your scenes are. 
Um, like I, I write, um, my scenes are pretty like snappy in, I get the things out and then I'm out. So my scenes are like, I can estimate generally about a thousand words, maybe 1500 words per scene for me. Um, so if I want to write something that's like 40 K, I know that I need like between 30 and 40 scenes sort of plotted out to, to get me from A to B. Um, but I am pretty terse. I don't, use a lot of flowery language. Um, I don't add a lot of details. Um, my favorite thing comparing me and Lauren's writing is Lauren being like, Harry put on his purple Supras and uh, grabbed his keys from the green bowl on the table and unlocked the door. And then he walked out and he closed the door, locked the door, hit the button to like un unlock his car, Goodbye. So like, and but you know what is my favorite thing is when you cut that stuff because I know that I do it um a lot. Yeah, but but that's not but it's not a bad thing, um because it gives the reader a really visual like you're right there along with him, you know, as he's doing all the stuff. My writing, I'm much more like, and then he left, <laughs> and I like let the reader sort of fill in like all of those details of like how he leaves, um you know, sort of depending on the story, if it, if it's, if it's important, um, if it's important that he put on his purple tr trainers that day, instead of his black work shoes, then I'm going to put that in because that's important. Yeah. So, um, but if I'm, if it's, if it's literally just him leaving and it doesn't matter to the scene, if, if the point is him leaving and not how he leaves, then I'm not going to put that in there. So I think too, it also just depends on how, um, how much detail you're writing in your, in your scenes. Um, I was going to say that made me think of in secondhand of wines um, with the, the lock on the flat. Mm, and, uh, yeah. Bonnie that doesn't um, open for Harry hardly at all. And he has yeah. to force it. Um, I do write a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. I get caught up in my head when I'm writing and I'm like, I have, and this may turn into like a writing therapy session here <laughs> um, where I'm like, okay, but he is across town in a restaurant. Okay. But he has to pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did he finish his meal? He has to ask for a to-go box. And I'm like, in my head, all of these things have to happen in order to get him from point A to point B across town where he bumps into Louie or whatever. Right. Um, and so um, I can get really caught up in writing that stuff that doesn't really matter. And, um, and then sometimes it does matter. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's important to the story. Um, and sometimes it's just not. And it, that's another thing where it's important to have a, a beta who um, you trust, who is willing to tell you, like, this is unnecessary. Um, and, and cut it. Uh, like I was saying before, I, uh, the exposition part, I tend to get really long and I am learning as I go and I'm trying not to do stuff like that. Um, or trying to be more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but like, I'm, tr I'm trying to do more of that in my head, I guess the beginning part, um, and not, uh, write it down or, um, because I don't mind cutting it. Like we Yeah, cut. I was gonna say it's not it's not a bad thing to to write it. Maybe you need to write it to you I mean, if you as the writer need to know, okay, how do I get him 
before he can get across town, he's got to do X, Y, and Z. Then write X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Write it all down. Get him how you need to get him there and then have somebody else take like a more critical eye at it and go, okay, but is that is that important to the story? But don't worry about that now. Like if you're if you're worried about just plot how to get him from A to B, just write it. Like write it all down and worry about it later. Yes. Yeah. And also in the, the opposite of that, um, you don't have to, you know, if you just want to like skip to the next scene, skip to the next scene. I do that too. Yes. Um, I have uh, in my niche pick <laughs> I finished yesterday. I think there's like two parts where I just went in all caps in the middle. I have got to move on from here. Yes. Like, skip ahead. Put something in here later. Yeah. Um, I'll do that too if I'm writing and I get um and I get bogged down in something like sometimes what what'll happen is I'm I do that to myself and I'm writing and I'm and I'm writing because it's what's happening. And then I'm like boring myself as I write and I'll like put in caps like okay, I'm boring myself. I'm going to move on now and like I need to like physically type that out and give myself permission to be like okay, now he's at the next scene. What happens there? But sometimes I need to work through that. And get, sometimes you figure find out what's going to happen next. That there isn't a need for a transition. Yeah. Like uh, you can just end the scene and start another one. Right. Um, or you find that when you go back and look at it later, you only need like a sentence. Right. To get from from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, oh, um, I was going to say too, I, did I read, I don't think I read this off my list from before. So we're talking about, um, the exposition, mm-hmm. which, uh, and then the rising action, um, and, uh, the, when we're mostly talking about romance stories mm-hmm. because we're writing fic, um, and, uh, so you, you don't want your characters to meet for the first time, 10,000 words into the story, um, or, uh, but something has to happen. Like if they're friends already and they're going to become friends with benefits, that has to happen pretty early on in the story or else it's going to be boring. But if you need to write them being friends for a while in order to get yourself there, that's okay. Yes. I would also say it depends. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna say yes in a general sense, but it also again depends on the story because there could be a time where you, um, maybe they're friends for a long time, but you have conflict in other places. Um, like if the if the point of the story is not um, if the internal conflict I'm trying to think of how to say this if if the external conflict is is Harry gonna move to a different city. You know, for a job, he's got to decide whether or not he's he's going to pick up his whole life and move. Right. Um, You could write them being friends during part of that while he's gets a job offer and thinks about what, you know, like. I think that a bulk of that could be friends and then maybe they end up sort of getting together and he stays as sort of like the climax and denouement. So you could do it that way. I think it depends on the story. Yeah. If, if the if the um if it's friends to benefits and most of the conflict is in will they won't they I'm worried he doesn't like me back like that if 
if a lot of the conflict is um, between them, not in a fighting conflict way, but in a uh, in a where's the tension way. Yeah. Um, then yes, all of that should be rising action in that story. But in a different story, if the if the tension is elsewhere, then I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, I think, yeah, you are. Because um, it's one of those, like, is there a reason for me to stay type yeah. things? Yeah. I, th- I think what I'm trying to say is that um, is that if you look at these um, these diagrams and these plots and these, like, where, where your tension should come from and where things should go, um, I think it can be different for, it's going to be different for different stories. Um, you can have a five sentence story that has, that encapsulates all those things of like setting it up, something happening, you know, whatever. Um, but I, uh, sorry, I'm losing my thought here. I I had a little bit of a lag there. But like you can, you can have a drabble, a hundred word story with a beginning, a middle and an end. Yes. Um, and, and, but I, opposite of that you can write a hundred thousand words yeah and i think it can be hard to look at a graph i think what i'm trying to say is it can be hard to look at a graph and like um easily think about where your uh where your tension fits in on the graph yes but it also depends on what kind of story you're trying to tell um, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's a romance story. And so they try to plot that. But like there's actually like all this external stuff and you're actually telling a different kind of story. And the romance is sort of a secondary. It can be a secondary thing sometimes. Yeah. Or like you um, have, you know, uh, Merrill Harold. It's a lot about him changing as a person and growing as a person. It's about his divorce. Yeah. And the end of his marriage. And um. And then there's also the love story with Louis. Um, yeah. It's not just a romance. Like I think that when you when you look at those plot like graphs or whatever, and the like fill in you know Act One, Two, and Three things, and you think romance because it's a love story or whatever, mm-hmm. that those stories that what what that's referring to is like like a standard romance novel right where it's like they meet they fall in love yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's it yeah um uh thick is so um different to me um that it's not gonna easily fit into like molds um even going back like we were talking about these plotting things and I, we both tried to go back and like fit existing fix that we'd written into these graphs and we couldn't do it to be fair i did not do that i was like oh, I, I should do this and then um i didn't <laughs> <laughs> i tried because and I, I that that would take a certain amount of brain power um and bandwidth that i do not have at the moment <laughs> Um, but I would, I, I still would like to do it at some point. Um, I would like to do it with your fix actually, cause I think it's easier. I think it would be easier for me to do that without like having like a little bit of distance from it. Yes. Please do that. Um, <laughs> yes, I will. I can tell you cause you're like, I don't know where any of my conflicts are. I could tell you what literally every single one of your conflicts is right now. I won't because not everybody cares, but, um, you do have them and yours do. I think yours do fit in. Um, I think it's just, uh, 
I think that's just not how your brain works, and that's fine. Yes, that is not how my that's brain cool. works. Yeah. I get really overwhelmed by all things related to writing. Which is kind of funny because you're such a good writer. Thanks, uh, man. But I think it's, I think it's, um, I don't know. I think it goes back to like, I think everybody, I think that's a good point though, because I think everybody feels, not everybody, but I think a lot of people feel like nervous and overwhelmed by the idea of writing. Um, that's why I want to do this podcast. Cause it's like, it's okay to feel nervous and overwhelmed about your writing. Um, but you got to sit down and do it. And here are some tips. To yes. do <laughs> well, and, um, our, our group chat, our writer yeah. group chat, um, which I'm not talking about our new one, but I do love that chat. Um, yeah. uh, I'm really glad we did that because that was brought about by the podcast. Yeah. Um, someone asking us how, how do you, how do you make friends basically that mm-hmm. are right? The cushion in this chair keeps sliding every time I move. Um, <laughs> I'm like trying to sit with my feet up and it's not working. Um, uh, but our, the fat bird chat, um, I love seeing or talking to other writers and how, uh, how panicked we all get about oh, no. it. Like, <laughs> Literally, like these are some, and I'm not like the, I'm not gonna sit here and list everybody that's in our chat, but like I would love to know how many fix total our chat has written because uh, we all like some of these people are so talented and have like these, but we all do it differently. Yeah. Yep. We all plan differently. We all plot differently. We all like. Um, can like have a completely different jumping off point. Yep. Um, and we all have different ways that we write, different places that we write. Some of us go like specifically to like the same Starbucks every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and some of us plot by hand, and some um, uh, well, uh, I was really impressed with uh with um, the with Kim. And uh, this, you can delete this if it's necessary, but because I, I can't remember if it's okay to say her name, but Maggie, yeah. <laughs> Maggie, um, with the like the they have like note cards and they're like physically moving them around on the floor mm-hmm. and like I it, it's just it blows my it blows my mind absolutely yeah. um, and uh, but everybody does it different but we all panic. And freak out and are like, this is horrible. I hate everything I'm writing. Why is it, you know? Um, so you're never alone in that feeling. Yeah. Um, and and that was why we wanted to do the podcast in the beginning, or or because it it's really um, daunting the idea of writing. Um, can I go real quick? I just want to talk about some like plot devices. Um, that people may hear about when they are looking into things or that, um, you know, maybe you've heard these, these words before. And so just sort of a quick, like, just so you understand what they are. Um, so a plot device is just sort of, um, a means of advancing the plot. So it's really, um, you know, if you're not doing, um, what would my character do next? Um, it could be a, what is happening next to your character? Um, is a volcano exploding and what, like, it's sort of the, 
the what external forces are forcing upon your character to make your character make choices. Um, Kate McKinnon. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So an example of a plot device would be the Calvary showing up at the last moment and saving the day. Um, So it's that sort of thing where it's like, um, it's something else happening and not like based in your character, if that makes sense. Um, So some of these uh, plot devices, um, one of them is the deuce ex machina, machina, ex machina, deuce ex machina, however you pronounce it. it. Regular. God from the machine. God from the machine. Um, so that's when a big problem is solved out of nowhere. Um, and this can be like, um, let's say your character is trying to um, put a code in to stop a nuclear attack from happening, right? Um, and then out of nowhere, like some scientist walks in and is like, oh, I know the code and just does it for them. Or like um, if if Harry's building up to telling Louis how much he loves him, um, you know, and that's, you know, the whole struggle is how is he going to tell Louis that he's in love? Um, and then Niall walks in and is just like, Oh, Harry's in love with you. Like that would be like, um, that would be like something else coming in and like solving the problem for the character instead of the character solving it themselves. Um, which can feel very, uh, it feels like an easy way out. Yes. Sometimes that will even happen in in a fic. Like I know I've I've done this before when I've baited for someone is if someone's really struggling with like, um, oh I really want to tell them I want I really want to tell the other character that I'm I'm in love with them, and then that other character co- confesses their love first. Um, it can feel like that's like not earned really. Like you want yeah. your you want that character to like overcome um, what they're going through even if it ends up in the same like happy ending um, you want, like you want your character to be the one to overcome the struggle and, and do the thing. So that's one. Um, another one is called a MacGuffin. Um, and that is something that's like really, it's an object, an actual physical object that's really important to the plot, but unimportant on its own. Um, so I feel like a banana peel is a really good example um, if there's like a banana peel on the floor and then maybe Louis slips on it and Harry catches him and that's how they meet. Like the, like the object itself is not important, but it's important for the plot. Um, and then can be forgotten about after. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's, it's there to bring them together or whatever. Yeah. And then it goes away. Exactly. Like it's not, um, in like the larger plot of the story it doesn't actually matter like kind of what the object is it's just the thing that like is there and needed for like that particular moment a red herring is something that misleads or distracts um from a relevant or important question this is a lot this is used a lot in like mysteries or um like detective stories things like that where like you think it's going one way and then it's actually going another um so that's all that means like when you're sort of um putting in reasons for someone for the reader to think that it's Character A is the bad guy, but really character B is the bad guy. When would that be used in a fic? That would be used... um, They're trying to find a murderer. um, And so they they think it might be like Nick. And so the clues are sort of taking them. They're sort of following Nick because Nick is suspicious and he's like older. And why is he hanging out at the campus and things like that. Um, But then it might actually be... um, 
Jeff. Niall, make Niall the murderer. Exact Niall, yeah. Um, and and that and so they're sort of um, like anyone who's seen sort of sort of like any sort of crime procedural show, like there's they're always following like one potential bad guy, and then it and then they find out it's a different bad guy. And then, you know they sort um, of they 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 cross the suspects off the list, right? Right. Yeah. I was gonna say um, is that uh, Drary fix? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the whole horror thing, right. um, a lot of times that uh, there are that's more of a thing in in that fandom, I guess. Yeah. Um, because they do write more like law, like police type, uh, detective type um, fix. Right. Um, I was trying to think if that would ever be used in a fic where there's not yes. like so, a detective um, murder or anything uh, like that. Well, I was going to say, like, what if somebody's getting love letters? Uh, and so uh, they need to, like, figure out who the love letters are from. And so they could okay. think it's, like, this person because this person, like, hangs out by their locker, you know? And so they sort of follow those, those red, you know, and then they realize yeah. it's not. So there's, okay. I mean, there's ways you could have it, but I think it needs to be like a mystery. It needs to be a like, um, I mean, maybe it doesn't have to be a mystery, but I think every time I've heard of it, it's been like in that sort of context. Well, and I think people hear mystery and they think like mystery novel, but it could oh, be yeah. that you don't know something. Yes, so it's exactly. A to you. Yeah. Um, and then Chekhov's gun is a pretty famous one. Um, but he, what, what he says, what Chekhov says basically is that like every element needs to be important. Um, so this is sort of getting back to, to the way you write and like what kind of details you're putting in the story. Um, you know, his example is that if there's a gun showing up in the first act, it needs to go off in the third act. Um, because if there's a gun laying on a table in act one, um, and your attention is drawn to it and you know, it's there, um, then you're expecting something to happen with that gun. The reader is expecting a payoff. Um, yes. So, so at the end, so it's distracting if you think something's going to happen, um, and then that thing goes away and is never seen again. Um, it doesn't have to be a gun. That's just the example there. But um, can you like, make some an example? Yes. So like um, in one of my very first fix I wrote in the first fic I wrote, um, Harry is Louis, sorry, Louis is packing for a trip, a cross country trip. And he's going through like these old clothes and he's like picking out, um, a shirt to wear specifically. Um, and then later on in that later on in the story, um, we find out why that shirt is important. Um, which is like, I feel, I feel like kind of like a, a small, a small example of that. But if I had, if I had focused, you know, for me, who doesn't spend a lot of time and attention on a whole lot of details like if i'm if i'm putting those details in it's for a reason yeah down the line um like if you start the story and we find out that louis is a skateboarder and he's like he wants a specific skateboard and he's like loves this skateboard and then the story continues and then the skateboard is never brought up again. Yeah. It's like, well, then why did we waste our time learning about this skateboard? Cut the you know? skateboard. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of just like false promises, making sure that like, um, you know, your attention is, is brought on the things that, 
And again, in a mystery, maybe you want it to be there and then it's, you think something's going to happen and it's not like, there might be ways to play with that sort of thing. But um, again, you should know the rules so that you so can that break you them if you want. Them. Yeah. Um, I was going to go over like plot, like uh, formulaic plots, but I don't think we have time. Yeah. We've been talking, we've for, been talking for an hour and a half. <laughs> Cause we're interesting people. Exactly. <laughs> um so i'm gonna say that basically though the the you basically are going to be writing a starting point and then some stuff's gonna happen and then you're gonna get to the climax and the climax is just sort of like the turning point i'm trying to simplify this and like not use terms that might freak people out yeah Um, i like (laughs) the like the quote at the bottom about um about the submarine bottom of our notes if you're struggling with plot um you are not going to be able to give us the plans to the submarine life is not a submarine there are no plans true (laughs) yeah but the and then the other thing about aiming but not too hard oh that was the one thing i did want to say yeah was uh trying too hard i even wrote it down because we did we talked about that yesterday um about uh that when you are, if you decide that you want to outline or, or go through um, and sort of plan ahead, um, sometimes you can try too hard and, and it, you can tell when you're reading it. Um, with Merrill Harold, um, I originally was like, they're both going to move out of the neighborhood and then they're going to end up living in the same apartment complex. Like that is way too like obviously trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, trust your characters to get you there. Yeah. I think that's a really, that's like a really, really big one. Um, like in this, I'm currently struggling trying to plot my, uh, Big Bang. Um, well, you and I had an experience. We were, we're co-writing a fic. Yes. Um, we've been trying to co-write a fic for a very long time. Um, but we are very uh, different. Yes. <laughs> This is not an easy process for us to do this together. It's funny because we're really alike in a lot of ways, but then like the way that we write yeah. is so different. Um, plot. Yeah. We so we had we have a, we had a um, I mean it's on our blogs. You might know that it exists. The Oblivious Frat Boys in Love. Um, and we. What did it start? We started out with like. Um, we started out, so this is what I think, um, you know, in, in the Anne Lamott book, she talks about like having like a, um, like a lot of really pretty baubles and no Christmas tree to hang them on. Yes. Um, I think we had, I I think we had that where we had like, oh, Louis a drummer and they're, they're frat boys and they are, you know, they're in love and they don't know it. And, you know, we had like all these like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And I kept saying, we don't have a plot. We don't have plot. I can't write. We don't have a plot. And you kept saying like, we did. I don't know what you're saying. But I think what I was, I think what I was trying to articulate, and I really couldn't until like this moment, is that like, is that we knew that they were in the same frat and that they were in love and they didn't know they were in love. And at the end, they would know they were in love. But I did not, I, I did not have my like path of like very clearly. Like step by step, how they were gonna get there. Well, because we we would we kept coming up with like things that would happen, but they weren't. There was no conflict in the things that we were coming up with. 
Yes. And it was just like, oh, and then this will happen. But it wasn't a like, um, they're struggling with this. And so they need to make a decision. And then after that, this is happening. Like, I think that's. Should we talk about where we're going with this? Maybe. Let's do it. Okay. We're going to co-write it for Big Bang. But it's but it's not <laughs> going to be the same story. <laughs> there's still, still going to be frat boys, butts. <laughs> but. But. There's going to be a twist. No, they're going to be um um in. Beings. Yes. One's what did give... I call them when I was? Because, okay, if anybody follows my blog, I was trying to write a vampire fic a long time ago, over a year ago now, um, where Harry was a vampire. And I never said anything about Louie, but Louie was a werewolf. Yes. And so um, that is what's happening in our frat boy fic, is that Louie is a werewolf and Harry is a vampire. And they're and also they're... frat boys. <laughs> yes, they are in a frats that um, the frats are separated by like supernatural. Um, like all the humans are in one frat. Vampires would be in one frat. Fairies would be in another frat, etc. And they don't really uh, commingle all that much um, so the story is different they're not yeah. there's no longer like we had previously louis was uh harry's uh big brother in the frat and they were in the same frat together and that was how they got to know each other and so previously they already knew each other yeah um and we have not sat down and worked out exactly what's going to happen with the fic but i think, I think the gonna... first the first time was so terrible of like days and days and days of us leaving like voice messages to each other about like this will happen to me like having like 17 different documents like trying to oh figure it God, out yes but the idea right now of sitting down and plotting it is like giving me heart palpitations yeah, um, don't worry about it yeah there we go that's that's it right there exactly <laughs> but it's fine but the same my other big bang that i'm doing on my own is also um not that i'm doing it on my own i have a big community of people who are going to be holding my hand through the whole process um but that i'm not co-writing um i also don't know how to plot that and so I'm, I'm at the moment, I am struggling a lot um, with not plotting. I like to know where I'm going. I know where I'm going, but I like to, I like to have a lot of stopping points along the way. I feel like this is a good example. Hold on. So my husband and I did a road trip through Spain once. Um, and I am the kind of person who I had maps. I had hotel reservations every night. I had, um, you know, I had, I had a, I had a really detailed itinerary. Are you, or are you, uh, were, uh, were you, Allie and when Harry met Sally? <laughs> because that's yeah. me. It yeah. is going to take us six hours to yeah. get, or like this, this is a, an hour drive. We're going to get there around lunchtime. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. My husband, however, was like, we don't need hotel reservations at all. We will just find a place every night to sleep. And, and I feel like that. And we can sleep in the car if like, no, I can't yes. handle that. And I was like, okay, look, I, and so we compromised and I was like, look, I need to at least make hotel reservations. We could cancel them along the way. Um, but I need to know that we potentially have a place to sleep like every night. Yeah. And so I feel like that, um, I feel like that's a really good way of me of that's a good metaphor of my writing where I'm like, I don't, I don't need to know what's happening in every single scene where I'm writing, but I need to know where I'm sleeping at night. I need to know like certain posts like that I'm going to get to where I'm going and I don't know those yet and so it feels really scary for me to metaphorically get in this car and start these start these drives without knowing 
Where are you going to stop for gas? Where am I going to stop for gas? Um, and so I, but I, I, now that I'm in this metaphor, I really like this metaphor a lot. I know it's a good one. Yeah. But so some people need all their maps and they need everything and they need to, they need to have the whole itinerary planned out before they can get in the car. Other people are just getting in the car and going. And some people are, you know, and then you can have any variation along the way. Um, and all of those are okay. It's okay to be any kind of writer. You will get your destination eventually, as long as you keep going. I was going to say about our, our frat boys is yeah. that uh, what we decided to do was that I can't remember why I was like, we should just combine these, but because I feel like if we make it vampires and werewolves, yeah, we're adding a level of this is already so unrealistic. <laughs> well, we were what what it is. And OK, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it just makes it easier for us to to look at it as uh, a fun idea and right. something fun we can do together. There's less at stake. Um, it's not like a really heavy um, plot, not a heavy storyline. It's right. they're vampires and werewolves. It's hilarious already. Yeah. Um, and so where I yeah. was trying to write a vampire fic that was heavy and Harry was going to die from a broken arm or leg. <laughs> I remember now. Um, uh, but I was trying, I was trying to write this like heavy emotional vampire fic, which it was the backstory that I had for both of them was ridiculously sad. Mm -hmm. And like, maybe one day I'll talk about it. But like with this, it's like, this is going to be a lot more, um, lighthearted. Yeah. And I think that for me giving the vampire slash werewolves and those two frat houses do not intermingle um, gives an external conflict Yeah. that um, we didn't have before when they were just friends in a frat house. We were uh, trying to come up with all sorts of ways for them to have external conflict. And then we were yeah. like, eh, yeah, about we didn't like all of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it all felt like trying too hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, so my other big bang that I'm trying to plot currently is uh, stressful for a different reason um, in that it's like not really a romance. And so it's sort of twisting my brain a bit and because I've been writing so very many romances. Different. Well, it's, it's very different yeah. from anything that you've written. Yeah. Um, I love the idea though. Yeah. So it's um, it's just really scary and I don't really know. I think I just sort of need to jump in and start writing and learn who these characters are and then figure it out from there a bit. I think that for me, it's always a little bit of a, uh, I start writing and then I'm like, oh wait, now I need to plot it. And then I plot for a bit. Um, and it feels like taking that step away and plotting is, um, like a waste of time because I'm not writing. Yes. You know? And it's like a mental thing where I'm like, no, but I am still writing. It's just a different kind of like writing in the greater sense of writing. I'm not putting words on the You're page. Still but... building the story. Yeah, I'm still building. Yeah, I'm I'm doing world building and figuring things out. So um and sometimes uh like me writing this impreg fic, um I just decided that I want to write impreg fic, started writing impreg fic, wrote like 50,000 words and then went, "Oh, the pregnancy part was fine." The rest of the story didn't make sense to me. It, I, I remember like talking to you. I had like I wrote all the way up to him having the baby, and then I went, 
<laughs> they can't get together now. Um, and like pan, I just like, I mean, I'll never finish that. I mean, parts of it will probably migrate into this new fic, but because I didn't have a story other than the pregnancy or the story around the, the other part of the story, the other plot of the story was too flimsy. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense. And so like I did write that one scene um, and that helped me build my plot around that scene. Right. Because I think that scene that you wrote, um, Harry back in the alley, I think that has such a strong visceral feeling of who those characters are. Harry doing this thing, Harry being disinterested, um, but allowing it to happen anyway. Um, you know, you know, there's a reason why, he, you know, you know, he's doing it for the money. There's like so much built into that scene of what, of informing the character and the same with Louis coming out and Louis seeing it and the way Louis reacts. Like you have, you encapsulated in such a tiny little thing, such uh, strong personality traits that I feel like it was, it might've been easier for you to build off of that once you knew those characters. Yes. You and know. they're very different than the one yeah. that I was writing the first time. Yeah. Should we be done? I think we're done. <laughs> I love how we're just like, well. Um, so yeah. do we know what we're going to talk about next time? Um, I really think that we should write about writing tools next time. That's my yeah. goal for us to talk about. Um, but this has. Oh, here's a, here's a question for anyone listening. Yeah. So we're going to talk about writing tools. We're going to talk about Google Docs. Yes. We're going to talk about Scrivener. Yes. Because we both have used that. Yes. We're going to talk about the Novel Factory. Yes. Which we both recently downloaded. Um, Word pages. Okay. I'm gonna uh, and all the other Word sort of freebie Word versions, Open Office, all that stuff that we can just touch upon briefly. Um, a little bit of maybe formatting when yeah with, within those things. Um, but if there's anything that anyone uses or specifically wants us to talk about or has, ha- if you have any specific questions about writing tools, yes. uh, then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll include that. Um, so the AO3 stuff is not going to be in this episode. Yeah, no, we, yeah, I think we decided that, um, we're trying to make the podcast not, Again, we've been talking for an hour and 40 minutes. So this, is this going to be split? Are we going to split this one? I don't know. We'll see once I edit it. Okay. I don't think so. I feel like we can, I feel like this is all, this all goes together. Yeah. I don't know where, this doesn't feel like one that would have a, a clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so next episode will be uh, writing tools and um, which is good because I'm really glad that we're doing this when we're doing it because big bang signups are going on now and I'm very excited. Yay, big bang. We're like less what well, we're like a week and a half in. Um I don't I don't want to like put out like numbers, but we're doing well with signups and I'm really pleased some people are signing up that have never done Big Bang before, some authors in the fandom who have been writing for years and have not done Big Bang and are have signed up to do Big Bang and I'm just really, really excited. Um, <laughs> need some more uh, artists, uh, please. If you're an artist, if you know any artists, just mention that, you know, 
I think a lot of times artists think that it that they can't do it because it's going to be too much of a commitment. Yeah. And it, I don't think that it is because um, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Please sign up. That's yes. all I'll say. Exactly. If you want to know more about Big Bang, go listen to yes, the Big Bang. Was it two challenges fests? Yep. Nope. Yeah. Was that episode two with Yeli? Yeah. Eh, whatever. It's yeah. our labeled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go to the go to the go room look it up yourself. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, One Direction Big Bang dot Tumblr dot com. Cool. And all the stuff is there. Okay, so we should say goodbye. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I am Nick. Uh, Lewin has AF on Tumblr, and yes, is a world on AO3. And I'm Lauren, Kings of Everything on both. And this has <laughs> been the Rose and Dagger podcast. See you next time, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye.